Are the Denver Nuggets ready to win on the road? Is the bench good? Can Reggie Jackson win sixth man of the year? Got lots of questions to talk about on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. Appreciate you guys being an everydayer, joining us every day, Monday through Friday. Appreciate you guys being part of the community. We are available on all platforms. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can go to youtube.com slash Locked On Nuggets. It's the best way to support the show. Just hit the like and subscribe button, and you can join the folks hanging out with us in the chat segment daily, like Tommy and Nicholas and John P and Ted. Lots of folks hanging out with us. On a Wednesday, appreciate you guys being part of the show. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. My name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by Adam Mares of DNBR. We'll be here with you Monday through Friday this week, uh, and we will have have a Christmas Day show late. Uh, after I get back from Nuggets Warriors on Monday on Christmas Day, if you are trying to get away from your family or doing dishes or whatever after the big holiday meal, uh, you can check out a version of the show later that night. I'll give you a recap of the game, and then we're off and running uh, through the rest of the week. No show on New Year's Day, however, as both Adam and I have other stuff going on. Adam, on today's show, we'll talk about previewing the road trip. Can the Nuggets win on the road? We're going to talk about, is the bench good? Because there's been some promising signs again with Jamal Murray back in the fold. And then Reggie Jackson, could he actually be a candidate for six man? We'll talk about that in the last segment first my man how you doing i'm good man i'm ready to get into it all right so the nuggets begin a three-game road trip tonight before the christmas day slate they are going to uh take on uh the toronto raptors here in short order um the question i think that it has to be asked with the nuggets they were not a good road team last year like they just were not a good road team last season um and the, this thus far it hasn't been great either they were better than I thought, though. Um, you know, if you check the standings, I think are they seven and eight or yeah, seven and eight on the road, which I think they were much worse than that. You know, starting out, so kind of on the upswing. Yeah, that's promising. Um, what's a what's yeah. a good overall road record like, in your opinion? A couple of games below five hundred. It's about where they are. I would agree. No, you so you think? Well, I'm saying so. You think twenty and twenty one. Or 19 and 22? Oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're 21 and right? 22, you're like an elite team for sure. Okay. All right, cool. So, like, I mean, last year, <clears throat> the one seed in the Eastern Conference was 26 and 15 on the road. So, they were very good on the Pretty road. Pretty good. Celtics right. were 25 and 16. Um, the Nuggets last season were 19, 19 and 22. Grizzlies were 16 and 25. Kings were 25 and 16. Winning road games, kind of like if I talk about how if you win your home games, you have a very good chance of getting a, a – um, a, a high playoff seed. If you win a lot of road games, you're not guaranteed, but it does buffer you against some things, right? Like if some of this just gets into, well, yeah, if you win a lot of games, it's half your game. So if you win a lot of them, you're in pretty good shape. It's just easier to win the the, the home games. You can build a more sustainable home sample because those are high win probability environments versus low prob win probability environments. It's always going to be lower relative to your standard when you're on the road. Um, first, what do you think kind of, do you think the Nuggets are a substantially worse team on the road than at home? Uh, yeah, especially the, when you go these East Coast. I mean, they have three games in four days, 
with travel, including international travel, it's just you're naturally going to be a little bit more tired. And then you have a young team, you know, playing on the road. So I think there's no question. Yeah, Uh, they play the Raptors, the Nets, and then the uh, Hornets before taking on the Warriors on Christmas and then a little bit of a homestand next week. Uh, So if we if we agree that they're worse on the road, is there anything about the Nuggets in particular? Do you think it's just like like a lot of teams, they're not as good on the road? I just think they're like every team. (laughs) I think they're an average average team on the road. I do think that the connectivity, which is important for them kind of suffers and it's one of their like I, I this is anecdotal i don't have data to back this up but i kind of wonder if the teams that are more isocentric are able to kind of do that stuff on the road a little bit easier because it's so simple like there's no moving parts for the nuggets you don't necessarily need to be as connected but then again it's mostly been the defense that's been the problem on the road so maybe that's a bigger kind of thing to, to describe the communication i think it's just focus i mean the nuggets were great on the road in the playoffs last year and they closed out with what six road wins to close out the the playoffs like they have um I, I think that they have it. I just think it's probably a focus thing. And that's why this trip in particular is tough, right? Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, they're all kind of the same. Non-conference, Eastern Conference teams. You know, like none of these games are really like rivalries or teams you see a bunch or any of that kind of thing. So They're just games, yeah. They're just stack wins, and we'll see how focused Denver is to do that. Um, let's rank these three games in terms of difficulty. I would say that the – That's tough. Yeah, it really is, because I think the Nets are a better team than the Raptors. I, I do, too. But I also think that winning in Toronto is harder. I do, too. Than it is in Brooklyn. So like that's kind And of- then Charlotte's a back-to-back on the end of a road trip. Like Charlotte's is decimated by injuries. They are a... I know, but I know, but it's still like you're going from Brooklyn to Charlotte for the... You know, that's your third city basically in three days. That's hard to do. So I honestly, you know what, you're going to, you can disagree, but I think these are even, they are all even in difficulty for different reasons. Um, the Nuggets are two and two straight up versus the Raptors since 20 in the last, what, two seasons? Let me do the last three. So I want to kind of look at that. Um, in Toronto, they're one and two. So they've had some difficulties in. I think Toronto's a like because they're not a good team and they've been on a little bit of a skid lately. I think they've won two of their last six. Um, they're so they're not a good team, but they I do think they match up with Denver because they have a true center in Jakob Pertle, who's a good defensive player. Yeah. Not that he stops Yoke, but I mean at least it's a challenge. And then they have length everywhere, which is something that you know obviously bothers Denver. So I think they're a little tougher than most. And by the way, somebody in the chat brought it up. Yeah, this is the one team Jokic has never scored thirty against. So his first chance this year to. Uh, to get a 30 piece against the team he hasn't. I think so much of it too is that they play they play very hard and they're they've been great on the offensive glass versus Denver. Um because of all that length that you mentioned and that takes away one of one of Denver's strengths is like the ability to get offensive rebounds goes to zero and they can't necessarily secure defensive rebounds because you have Siakam and OG and all these guys uh Precious Achua and Pirtle really hitting the glass. It makes it for a big challenge. The Nets are more of a challenge from the perspective of they're well coached. They have a lot of wings. Their big thing is that they have gone the, uh, they're the math team this year in that they have a very, this is another offensive rebounding team. They are one of the best teams in the league in offensive rebounding. I love the Nets formula because they're basically like, we're going to shoot a ton of threes and we're going to offensive rebound all the time. And so we're going to create lots of possessions with lots of threes. And then we're going to switch everything one through five. Now, Claxton's food, right? Like there's, we saw this matchup a few, a few days ago and, and the Nets were on the road trip and they're in altitude and they're on a back to back. So this is like uh they get, 
you know, and they're playing in short order, which is always a little bit tougher. Well, Denver obviously should win all three of these games. Um, but you think? think? Yes. What would you set the line at for Denver on this road trip? I mean, uh, the average. If FanDuel had Denver's three-game road trip, their record is, is it two and a half with like plus 130? I think it'd be, I think there, it would be two and one would be minus 125. Okay. That's, That's what I said. So two and one to me is more or less par. Yeah. Clo- is the closest to par that you yeah. can get. Yeah. yeah. And I would bet on on them to win all three just because I think the numbers would probably be yeah. in my favor there as far as win probability. Right. But that's also based off of, again, it's like Toronto Toronto on like resume is not good. It's just that paying them is a pain. Like it's miserable playing them in Toronto. It's just they make life miserable for you because they're so tough. It's I, always a big game for Jamal just to, as a point. Like this is the one time a year Jamal gets to play home. So yeah. I do think that this game carries a little something special for him. Um, do you think going three and zero would indicate something about where this team is at? Yes. What would it indicate? They lost to Oklahoma City because, well, you know, you get Jamal back, you get these guys playing well, and it feels like the Nuggets are back, but they lost a game, so it throws you off. You're like you feel like they're back because I think they've won three of the last four. But it throws you off for the last five, actually. But it throws you off because they lost that one Oklahoma City game. And why did they lose it? A lack of focus, a lack of execution. And not like playoff level, just eye off the ball kind of thing. And so this road trip to me is all about the reason they lost the Oklahoma City game is the challenge that is in front of them for these three games. So if they do, it'll, to me, represent, at least to some degree, a learning from that lesson. Like, okay, we lost that one. Remember, we can beat these bad teams even on the road if we just lock in and and dot our eyes. Up next, if the Nuggets are, do, do you agree? I hate when you, I hate when you like share a take and then <laughs> I try and give you the last word because we have gotcha. to. We got the ad stuff. I gotta get to. There's a there's a program schedule here, Mara. I'm, I'm giving a take and then you give this face. So I'm wondering, like, is he? Uh, is that a strong disagree? No, I'm with you. I'm 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 with you on this. I do think it's meaningful. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk about how if the Nuggets are going to get these wins on the road, they're going to need to do it with the bench, which has been pretty good lately. It, how good is it? How are we feeling about the bench? We'll talk about that on the other side on Locked On Nuggets. Right now, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, who's awesome, by the way, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. Let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. How about Brandon Pajemski? Pods. Pajemski for the Warriors uh, banged up. He got hurt on a fall last night, but he says he's going to be fine. He's looked comfortable as a starter for the Warriors and is widely available in fantasy leagues. He contributes across the board. Uh, absolutely true. The Warriors with a massive win last night versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, absolutely huge game um, for him. And look, he's good and he's got the trust of Kerr. And I think he's got the trust of Curry. So he's also, he was talking, he was running his mouth last night at the Celtics. Always fun to see that from a rookie. Uh, you gotta love Brandon Pajemski for the Warriors. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team 
is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. You know, if you've got one of those cars that you're that you just love and you want to keep it in service, you're going to need the best parts for it. You need to find the parts that you want. You want to be able to make sure that you've got that car for the long haul with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Adam, let's talk about the ro- about the bench, who uh, it's been buoyed by Peyton Watson, who's had a really strong couple of games. And I think Zeke Naji has given really good effort. Um, Malone was really talking up Zeke about his effort and energy and, and production in the last, after the last game. He was very high on Zeke after that, that game versus the Mavericks. Um, understandable, because he's like rising up and dunking over that small ball Mavericks lineup. Um, what are your impressions of where the bench is now? Like we've talked a lot about how, about the struggles of it. That's had a couple of good games. Where are you at with how you feel about the bench? I feel really good. I feel like it's on track. You have to look at the bench in two ways, a regular season bench. Can you build something that survives the non Jokic minutes so that you stack enough wins? I think they're, very well on their way to even promising that they might actually be a positive, not just a neutral, but an actual positive. I think they're on their way towards that and showing signs of that. Then you have the second part, which is, are they building uh, enough players that can be in a playoff rotation? I don't want to say a solid, like last year they had one playoff rotation, right? They had eight guys and every now and then they would try another guy, but for the most part, it was eight guys every every night. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year for, for the Nuggets, but I feel like they are ahead of schedule on figuring out who their eight guys would be should they need it. And so for me, I feel like in both cases, I don't want to say they're good yet. I think they're on the on the track, on the path to being good. So I, I am going to be a little bit of a skeptic here, and it's not necessarily about them being good. It's about consistency. So my thing is that when they have these good stretches, we're like, hey, they're getting it together. And I just don't think it's going to be linear this season. I think it's going to be up and down. I think it's going to like, we've had these stretches where it's like, it's like, Oh no, what is happening? And then a little bit better. I think Jamal being back for whatever reason really does help. And I don't necessarily think that that's like the easy answer there is like, well, Jamal's with the second unit. So that helps. I don't even he's think not that's even, it. he's not even playing with them, which yeah, is kind of funny. Like they're staggering different guys. And so um, I don't think that's been it. I do think that maybe that unit has a little bit more, um, reps together so they're they're getting some consistency a lot of this for me is um peyton watson who has who has shot really well and has played really great over the last couple of games i looked this up last game and i think it's really important uh when peyton watson hits at least one three he has won his minutes in four of the six games well i mean have you seen i I saw you put this one out there and i thought it was interesting because i don't know if you know this but he made a three in his first three games and the last three games he has not made a three in the middle 22 games. <laughs> yeah. And so I looked at those two, right? And so if he has not made in the games, he has not made a three. He has been zero, which is fine, honestly, uh, or negative in mm-hmm. eight of those 12 games. And so 
it's not just like as simple as that. It's not. I'm not trying to indicate that. And honestly, it's probably more of like if he's playing well, he's playing with confidence. Yeah. But the increase is the likelihood of him making a three. Like these things are interconnected. Well, let me. Uh, the reason I bring it up this way, Matt, is I would almost say it more like this: the or start of the year, everything new, maybe a little bit of confidence, taking and making threes. The majority of the middle part of this is more like trying to figure out what he's supposed to be doing, reducing almost his offensive role. And I feel like it's meaningful that he has been taking threes over the last three games. Cause to me, it almost indicates like a comfort level. Like I just cut everything out of my game except for the defense. And now everything but the defense and cuts now everything but the defense cuts and corner threes. And it's like, he just slowly is getting more comfortable. So he's adding, you know, that three point shot to his game. He took five, two and three, the previous two games, he took zero, you know, one, two, zero, two, zero, two, one. So the fact that he's taking more than two threes in a game to me is as important as the fact that he's making them. Do we feel like, um, I get what you're saying there. That, that makes sense with like him being more involved and active and, and looking to expand the game. I think what'll be interesting is just if he's on the road, like this is why the road games matter, right? Like if he's on the road and maybe those shots aren't falling and those are empty possessions, how does that work out? Because this is one of the problems with the bench is like, Look, you hit two threes. That's a plus six on your offensive performance, and that's like that's massive. Like those swings are huge when you're just when you're just trying to get through these yeah. non-Joker minutes, right? And some a lot he's playing with Joker, um, but I do think that like those minutes for it, it, even then, like how many minutes is Peyton playing per game? Uh, I mean, 15, 16, I think something yeah. like that. And so, like if he hits two threes in a 16 minute stint that's going to massively swing those kind of performances that's not to say that he can't like keep hitting him because one of the things I, I like is that he's shooting corner threes like he's generating good looks like he's right. not like taking off the dribble step back you know some strothers are amazing because strothers are either like man what a shot or kid what are you doing and they're the same shot like right, it's the right, same right. shot right and so you don't really know how to like and this is one of the, the things i've struggled with in recent years as more guys have come in the league that have watched curry is like how do you judge what a good shot is anymore? Um, I think a lot of it, honestly, for me, is like when you shoot those shots. Like one of the things I've noticed about Curry is that Steph will fire in transition if they are if they fall asleep, or he will work the offense to make sure that he generates a good look. Like Steph is not taking Jalen Green shots, and that difference is very important. Um, even though he could hit Jalen Green shots way better than Jalen can, um, I think. It's weird to me too that 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 it's interesting to me that the bench has played really well. Where how do you feel about how Christian's played? Um, <clears throat> I think he's been good. I think he's been comfortable defensively. He hasn't been the story to me. Like to Christian, Christian to me is the same player he was last year, more or less. He had a stretch there where I thought his offense was looking a little bit better, but to me, he doesn't really stand out one way or another. Real quick though, can I put a bow on 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 the Peyton Watson conversation real quick? He's been a positive in eight of the last 10 games he's played in. That's pretty – that's really a, that's a lot. It's really good. I mean, he was a minus 15 and a minus 7, so they were kind of big minuses in the two ones that he was. But to be a positive in that many games in a row – and by the way, on the year, I just looked it up because it surprised me, Peyton Watson is a minus 14 total on the year. So he's almost a neutral player, um, which is pretty surprising given that most of his minutes are bench minutes. So – uh, one, know, one thing to keep in mind. Do you know what I'm going to annoyingly say in this? What's up? I'm, I'm going to say he's played more with Joker. With Joker. That's what I'm going to say. Well, it, okay, maybe. Maybe it's as simple as that. 
um on the season he but here's the thing without joker he's minus four on the season and net minus four net and that's fine that's not that bad it's, not that bad. it's fine it's really he's, not. Plus, he's plus nine with joker because joker's amazing um but but it's actually those two things are actually good both of them are good because you want yeah. him to be a good Jokic player and you want him to be a good non-Jokic player and i think both of those things are but, on again on the right track by the way i was actually wrong that's joker without peyton is uh plus nine Get this, Peyton with Joker is plus twelve. There you go. That's a, that, those are encouraging numbers, man. Because you know it, that's why they're brought in is to be both to be to be used as both Christian and Peyton. In fact, are they the best? Are they the two best Jokic lineup? Yes, combo. Ryan Blackman. I think, and so. I were I think I saw about, that. Yeah, Ryan Blackman and I were talking about this. It's that they are absolutely. It's why like you don't want to actually shift up anything with Joker. They are destroy destroying teams at the end of first quarters and third quarters. That's important. Like when the other team gets into their mixed bench and the Nuggets have Joker, Joker and mixed bench starters versus other teams mixed bench starters is annihilating worlds. And that's a yeah. like you build a lot of versus last year when it was build a big lead, lose a big lead. Right. Now it's like build a big lead, build an even bigger one, and then you just survive the next 4 minutes until Joker comes back in second quarter. Right. Um, so that's been pretty significant. I, but but I think I look, I think Denver's bench projects to be I, if they go on a run, you know, here over the next month, I think their bench is going to be a big part of it. And you saw it in the Dallas game where it's like, all right, build a big lead and this bench comes in and builds an even bigger one. I, I think that we might see more and more games like that. Now we're going to see the opposite and probably on this road trip, we're going to see some where they blow it all. That just happens with yeah. the bench unit. And when you said consistency, it made me think. Most benches, I would imagine most benches are inconsistent. There are teams who their bench is their strength, but benches by nature are a little volatile, a little hot and cold. Like I think New Orleans has a really good bench, but there are nights where they come in and get killed. Yep. So I think that that's kind of a trait of a bench unit is that they're going to be a little up and down. And again, the bar here is, can you be a normal bench unit? <laughs> that's just like, that's all they really need. But as uh, far as the, the big question goes for me is, do they have players, are they on track to getting players for the playoffs? And right now, you know, Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown, to me, like we just know from, Christian, if you didn't see him last year, maybe you'd be a little more skeptical of that. But like we saw him last year, so I'm going to just keep penciling him in. And then Reggie Jackson is looking like that to me. Peyton Watson, if I had to bet, will he be capable of playing playoff minutes or not? At this very moment, I would bet yes. I do worry about their front court. But I think that if you just talk about those three guys right now, I would say I think they're all on track to be a playoff rotation. And that's what you need. Eight guys. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, they are on track to have the guys that they need for the playoffs. Among those, as you mentioned, is Reggie Jackson, who we, if we're going to talk about the bench, we got to talk about how good he's been. Exactly how good has Reggie been? And is he actually a candidate for sixth man of the year? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Nuggets. Let's talk about game time. I'm getting ready uh, in the next couple of days. I'm actually taking my, my I'm going to sit down with my kids. I'm going to pull up the game time app. And we're going to find games and the Christmas gift that they're getting their mom is going to be tickets to an avalanche game that they're going to go with her to. Um, and they're going to go with her. It's great because I'm actually getting my wife babysitting her doing <laughs> the babysitting because she's going to go with them. And I'm not going to go because uh, I love going to abs games. It's the most fun to me. Hockey is the most fun sport to go to live and you can get great tickets for affordable, but I also don't need to be a ball arena any more than I am. So uh, she, I hope she enjoys her Christmas gift of taking my kids to a hockey game. Uh, but we're going to do that on the game time app because we can see where 
those tickets are. I can actually get a sense of where the view is from those seats and get those four. We're going to do that on the Game Time app. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. You're going to get all these flash deals too. And you're able to, if you just keep the app up and check it throughout the day, you're going to find a spot where you're like, oh, okay, this is something that I can get in on. Even on the day of the event, it's the best app for finding stuff on the day of the event. Um, even an hour after it starts, you can get massive discounts if you want to come to a game late. So if you're just like, I want to go down and catch like the second half of a Nuggets game, a great way to do that is with the Game Time app. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. I'm just trying to get us to the next segment. Why am I taking grief for this? I'm trying to, to drive the show. Yes, I have a blank expression. I'm also very tired. I don't know why I'm exhausted today. Um, Just one Red Bull. That's why, man. You got to keep it going. I, I, I got to keep pounding them. Uh, let's talk about Reggie Jackson, who has been absolutely. I'm perfect. so it's curious really to funny. hear your thought on this. It's really funny to look, to look, to like, to think back of where we were in preseason and like how we were like, well, I don't know. Like this Reggie, like, you know, you and I were not fans of them retaining Reggie Jackson. We didn't think that he was like a Jokic player. They and, paid too much, Matt. They put, they paid way too much money. And he's been absolutely tremendous for them. He's been like exactly the guy that they've needed. He's a, he's a bargain. It's yeah, it's incredible. Um, so what is your thought on Reggie and what has made him so effective this season? Confidence, I think, is a big part of it. You know, last year you come into a new team. I think there is probably an uncomfortable, am I supposed to play this way? Is everybody supposed to fit to me? Am I supposed to fit to everybody? You know, that second unit fits to Reggie. It really does. Like, if you think about who is Peyton Watson molding his game to Reggie or Reggie to Peyton, it's more everybody is molding to Reggie. He's the scorer. He's got the ball in his hands. And I think that there's a confidence that comes with like, all right, they want me to come out here and play my game to take the type of shots I like to take. And then of course him not abusing that power, not abusing that sort of elevated status. So he's been phenomenal. He's been efficient. Um, and I just think it's a confidence that he spent all summer playing with the guys he's going to be leading. And I just think it's made a huge difference. One thing that I've kind of noticed with him, and I think early on, Joker had a couple of possessions where he would like look sideways at, at Reggie after he would take shots. And it happens less now because one of the things that they had trouble with for a while, <clears throat> and especially in the bench unit, if you're on the court with Nicola and you just keep working the offense, you're going to find a good shot more often than not. It's very rare that they get stymied out for, for 24 seconds a clock. But they would have possessions, especially in those years without Jamal, where it was just like someone's going to have to like actually be willing to take a shot here. Like someone's going to have to be willing to actually attack and be like, okay, this isn't like a wide open catch and shoot jumper, but this is a good look. Like I'm, I have a, I have the edge on my defender. I've gotten the step on him and I have a layup opportunity. Reggie's willing to take those shots. He's not taking shots that are like, what was that shot? Very often. I think there was a few here and there. Um, but I think that's true for a lot of guys. And the fact that he's willing to kind of attack and get downhill and just 
make the play. Just make the play with the Jokic minutes and in the non-Jokic minutes as well of just like he is willing to go ahead and attack and try and, and knows that he needs to generate something and not be so beholden to trying to play quote-unquote Nuggets basketball against good defenses that you wind up costing yourself a possession or a shot or for or putting yourself into a worse position. You don't want to trade a good shot. Like you want to work good shot to great shot. You don't want to trade good shot to worse. Mm-hmm. And that's that balance there, I think is, is important for point guards. And he's done, I think very good at managing that this season. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I like all of that. The, and to be honest, the scale is pulled more in the scoring. I think this is part of why I, I say the bench unit fits him, right? Because I think the scale is, you know, 70-30. He needs to score. He needs to be aggressive. He needs to attack. So it's not like he's out there some games just passing. He gets to be himself and he gets to do those things. I, the, the real test, though, for Reggie. So I wanted to ask, the, the question here was six man of the year. And if I look up on our betting partner, FanDuel, and I look around at six man, he's not even listed. You know who is? Is Christian Brown at plus 25,000. But he's not. Reggie Jackson somehow is not even listed. First of all, I love Christian Brown. I'm higher on him and the stuff that he brings to the table than you are. Reggie's the sixth man of the Nuggets right now, not not Christian. So the fact that Reggie isn't even listed there, to me, is absurd. Like, you could tell me, right now the best odds are Austin Reeves, surprise, surprise. Um, Malik Monk, Cole Anthony, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Emmanuel Quickly. Like, these guys are, I think, deserving in that category. But what's different about these guys than, like, if I said Quickly, Cole Anthony, Austin Reeves, you know, maybe the assist numbers are slightly higher, but Reggie's scoring more efficiently than those guys. He's on a better, you know, a better team than those guys making that impact. So I'm kind of surprised that he's not even listed. You have to go, he's below Karis Levert. He's below Jaime Jaquez, who I love. Nobody's higher on Jaime Jaquez than me, but come on. Uh, he, Isaiah Joe, who again, I have appreciation for Isaiah Joe. He's a really good player. Jonathan Kaminga. I just am surprised he's below all of these players. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. He's he's is listed. Reggie Jackson's not. I'm that's surprising to me. Do you want to know actually why? Why he's played too many games as a starter? Yeah, but he's not going to. We can project forward on this. True, that's that's accurate. Um, I think also so Bogdanovich is at 17 per game, Tim Hardaway Jr. is at 17, and Reeves is at 15 per game. Reggie's at 14 points. No, 13.7. 13.7. Um, uh, with 4.5 assists. By the way, he's shooting 50%. His splits are 50-41. And I looked him up just now. Guess what he's shooting without Joker? Without jo- Joker, he's shooting 56% on two-pointers and 39% from three. Same same numbers then, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. really good for without Joker. That's awesome. Um, I agree that, that probably he's got some value on it. I think that if we get to the end of the year, you do need to be above basically 17. The model what's, what's his assist with and without Jokic, I wonder. Do you have uh, those? Yeah, so he averages 4.5 per game. And he averages, I'm looking. If you like normalize them on a per minute basis. Or you, want, you want per minute? Yeah, like a per 36. Okay. What are assists with and without Joker? Just because I suspect some of this is like, well, he's not playmaking, but it's like, yeah, but he's. That's not the style for half of his minutes. Uh, without Joker, he averages 4.9. So it's going to be like 4.3 with, 4.1 with. He averages... It's great hmm. radio. While I type this out. 
<laughs> uh, per 36, 4.9 versus is that that cannot be right? There's no way. Um, with Joker, what is it? It's I've got it way high based off of pvpstats.com, all the way okay. up at eight, eight per 36 with Jokic. Yeah, well, it could be. I mean, maybe it is just that he's pocket passing to Yoke. Yeah, so his assist numbers are going to be lower than those guys that you just mentioned, you know, those other point guards, his, his assist numbers. I, I just think, again, do I think he's going to lead this? Unfortunately, there are the big market guys that are in this quickly in Austin Reeves, namely. Um, but I just, there, when I look at the names on this list, including his own teammate, Christian Brown, I'm like, how is he not in on the board? He should be on the board. And honestly, I think there is a chance that if the nuggets are on maintain the path that they're sort of on, he should deserve a lot of credit and recognition at the end of the year for stabilizing a bench that's playing all young guys. It's all young guys and Reggie Jackson. I also think that's massive. Like that, that really is like, and, and also, you know, this is what's interesting about Denver's record and their overall stuff where it's like, if you ask me like, why aren't the Nuggets overall numbers and record better? It's actually, it's not the bench. My thing is I'm like, actually the starters haven't been, you have to have a different, it's been different a little bit over the last little bit. They're, they're, they're on their path now. Um, I, I just looked this up. I think they're plus nine net now, the starting five. Whereas last year, I think they were plus 13. Yep. Maybe it's plus 11. It's like it's on the path, though. It's like climbing back up. Climbing back towards it. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see if Reggie Jackson can reach six-man status, if he gets enough credit that he deserves. Real quick, before you get out of here, one player that you think will play well on this road trip, or maybe you can say who you think needs to play well. Oof. Aaron, I think is okay. Honestly, I think Jamal. I think Jamal needs to needs to start. So that's like, probably the right answer. Like Jamal needs to have some games here where he's just been kind of a guy, and Jamal needs a game. I think you it'd know, be good for everyone. You know Jamal has not had like five games in a row. Yeah. What was the last time Jamal played five games? I'm looking it up right now because at the beginning of the year he played nine games in a row. Then he played one and missed. Then he played three and missed. Now he's played three. So I think that there is a chat. That's a great answer because I see Murray a little bit of rhythm coming back, conditioning the shot. I hope that this road trip is an area where it's like, oh, three good Jamal games in a row. What do you know? Yeah, I think it would be good for him to have a little bit of a streak. I mean, this would be a very good time for some Murray explosive games. It would just be a very good spot for it. All right, that's going to do it for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today on the YouTube channel, the first 24-7 streaming sports channel. It's got all of your favorite Locked On hosts as well as our national shows. Make sure to check that out, Locked On Sports on YouTube. But We'll be back tomorrow with Swipa. He will give you a breakdown of the game versus the Raptors. And then uh, Swipa and I will be back on Friday. We'll get you caught up heading into the Nets game. Thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great week. And we'll talk to you guys again next time on Locked On Nuggets.